Hello, welcome to the inaugural episode of the Crefts Couch Pod. Now, I thought about what I wanted this podcast to be. I've wanted to create this for some time, and it wasn't until just now that it literally hit me over the head and said, now, now is the time. You must start this now. So I'm just jumping in, and I want to tell you what to expect, yet I'm going to reserve the right to change my mind at any time because maybe it will give you permission to do the same. Because any time that I go into, I need to do it this way or it has to be right, then I go into total contraction. So I'm leaving this totally free form and open to see what else is possible. And I have the sense that I'm going to talk about a lot of different things here from mental wellness to chronic illness to trauma healing to money to energetics to the coaching space to entrepreneurship to just creating a life of ease in general. So in this episode, I just want to introduce you to me and my story so you have a little bit of a better sense about who I am and kind of how I view the world. So if you don't know me, my name is Dr. Janine Kreft, and I am a trained clinical psychologist turned mental wellness and consciousness coach. Now, if I zoom back (laughs) to the early days, I'm going to give you the major chapters that I think really influenced kind of how I function today. Um, Let's see. Gosh, my head just exploded with so much. So a major chapter in my life is ballet. I danced ballet along with other modalities of dance as well as musical theater for 17 years. Now it was ballet mainly because at some point I had to let go of the others to really train intensively. Um, Ultimately you're training six days a week and it's, it's intense on the body, the mind, and wasn't always the most healthful environment, I would say, between the, you know, need to have the body look a certain way, be it a really low weight, along with the heavy amount of critique and focus on judgment that is in that space, that it created, um, wow, a lot of emotional turmoil for me that I didn't even realize you know, until looking back on it. Um, and so I just struggled for a long time in the sense of wanting to be successful and feeling really driven to the point of just wanting to quit and being totally burnt out. And yada, 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 I danced with a you know professional ballet company, kind of as a trainee, so to speak. And then I also went to college for dance at the Boston Conservatory. And along the way, I just had a lot of different injuries in my life, um, having scoliosis since I was five, it just kind of created a lot of imbalances. And along with all that, I also had some kind of major health issues. And I'll probably go into those more, you know, with regards to like trauma healing, because I really get a sense that my process and just naturally being in my body with dance and musical theater really facilitated a lot of healing there. But you know, along the way, when I was 12, I had a brain tumor that was not cancerous, luckily. Um, so I had that surgically removed and I was having kind of these dissociative seizures, so to speak, that, you know, led us to find out about this thing that they guessed I was born with. 
so that was pretty intense, you know, missed like almost a year of school and, but yet jumped right back into musical theater and dance and all that was really healing for me. And then cut to when I was, I guess, 24, I had a um, misdiagnosed appendicitis. And this is around my second to last year of college and really kind of looking at where was I going to go from here? Was I going to go to New York and be with a modern company? I was, you know, sensing and looking at what to do next because dance was my life and letting that go seemed premature. And yet I knew ballet maybe was too intense or too competitive for me. And I was looking for something that was kind of easier to get into. And yet, you know, I had had the ping forever that I should stop or quit. And yet it just, it didn't make sense. You know, I was almost there to tie the nice ending with a neat little bow to graduate, have the degree, and then it would be, that's, you know, that would be the time to choose to stop. And yet I was pinged over and over that it was just time, time to pivot, time to pivot until literally an organ had to burst for me to hear my body, what my body was saying. And so that was pretty intense because I literally almost died from that experience. Um, You know, long story of just really sitting around with this thing leaking poison into my body, finally getting to the ER and them not wanting to do surgery because I was too weak and then, you know, just kind of having to stabilize to then three months later, finally them doing surgery to remove it and clean everything up. And it was just so intense that at that point I was mentally done. I was mentally done. You know, I went back to school after I guess six or seven months of being off and um, I could just, I couldn't bring myself to perform at the level that is really needed at you know, this kind of high caliber athlete. And, um, not only was my body just struggling to get back online, but really it was, is mentally somehow I finished, I graduated. Um, I really did not, I wanted to just leave. I was so angry at everything, everyone, everything. I graduated and thought, okay, well now what, now what do I do? I was serving part-time and I thought, well, okay, maybe I'll I'll figure out my next thing. You know, I always, it was so innate for me to have dance as this mm, like identity passion that it seemed very odd to not have that. I had a huge void, you know, so I just spent a lot of my growing years kind of knowing or thought I knew exactly what I wanted to do. And so when I chose to remove that, which now I'm really getting the sense of why I didn't leave it sooner. Uh, because it was, it was too scary to just to have that huge void. Um, I was just totally lost. You know, I fell into depression, anxiety, panic attacks, you know, had really been struggling with some disordered eating for years. And I was just really starting to feel this profound hopelessness, truly profound. And just, I remember I was living in LA at the time and cocktailing, you know, serving at a lounge, at a hotel. And I just remember sitting on the beach one day and just feeling totally lost. Like what the hell is the point? What is the point here? And so at that point I marched myself to therapy. (laughs) I had not done anything like that before. I was about 25 at the time and knew I just had to figure this out. Um, because I thought, Oh, well maybe, maybe I'll want to go into hospitality. You know, maybe I'll want to work my way up in the hotel business and that could be my new passion. 
And the service industry just wasn't pinging me. I just couldn't find passion in it. And I was so passionate about ballet that I thought nothing will compare. Nothing will compare to this. I have to get it right, right? I have to find the right purpose. And so I was just really torn on really wanting to find someone, something, and yet knowing that nothing could compare. And so once I finally started therapy, I, gosh, I mean, things started to transform so quickly for me. And I just started to kind of get more present, get more conscious. Simultaneously, I was also, you know, training to be a fitness instructor for this particular bar method. And I really sense that although I didn't do traditional trauma work with my therapist, it was more of a just talk-based approach. She was holding space and teaching me about boundaries and all sorts of things that while I was training in this fitness modality, I was getting really active again. You know, I'd kind of let, let it go since quitting dance and getting that movement in, getting those somatic releases in was super healing now looking back on that. And so I really sense that the, you know, combination of the two made this huge difference in, um, you know, in my healing process. So, you know, I was in therapy for some time and it wasn't just like immediate where everything changed. I mean, it took some time for me to, to, to truly recover and I found that I was just so excited about psychology and everything that it was. Um, that I was like, I need to learn more. You know, it had pinged me in the past as a potential degree in college, but I hadn't really made the leap. And so I thought, well, hey, okay, time time to apply to college. Then let's let's do this. This is going to be the new the new passion. I figured it out, and this is what I'm going to do. And so I. St- started off actually taking some sports psychology classes, thinking that I could still work with athletes or dancers. And at that time, it was still a little, a little too close to home. Like it wasn't kind of fully resolved from everything I went through. And I just had this kind of innate knowing that I needed more of a broader foundation and maybe just something different. And so I jumped into a master's program for clinical psychology and completed that and jumped straight into a doctorate program because I knew two years in that was just, that was not nearly enough time or training. I wanted to learn more and I wanted to get this down. Um, I'm just someone that's been pretty naturally driven, fortunately, um, where I just, when I set my eyes to something, nothing can stop me. And on one hand, that was a gift in many ways. And on another hand, it could be to my detriment because I would just muscle through anything rather than listen, listen to my body or to my innate knowing. And so at least with the doctorate, um, that seemed all copacetic, you know, it was a solid program. It was all, um, you know, the Western model of psychology. It was APA accredited program. So I was getting solid training and I just, you know, always kind of felt like I didn't know what I wanted to specialize in. You know, I got to internship, which is like your last year of the training, and everyone kind of had this very clear vision of what they wanted to do. And I didn't. I was like, well, I like, you know, trauma works interesting, addiction works interesting, and, you know, everything was just 
interesting. I didn't really feel super passionate about anything, you know, still falling back on this barometer of ballet, you know, showing me what passion was. I was like, I'm just not feeling anything. I guess I'm just going to be a generalist. I'll see, you know, kind of whatever walks in the door. And yet I still kind of tended to make myself wrong for that. I was like, why don't I know? Why don't I know what I want? Now at this time I'm, you know, working for the VA and seeing veterans, which ultimately I did for a total of almost seven years. But right after I got licensed and, you know, kind of put the schooling education part behind me, I then again came to this another level of waking up or consciousness where I realized things weren't working. Like things, clients weren't transforming the way I knew was possible. Or the fact that I just didn't feel super excited about, you know, the kind of training that I had about the modalities. And so I was like, what else is possible? What the hell else is possible here? Because something else has to be out there that's going to really spark my fancy. And it wasn't until man, I guess this is like 2016 now where a friend of mine introduced me to the method of um, access consciousness. And she was like, I had this thing done called getting your bars run. And she's like, I didn't have a negative thought for three days. So she's like, you need to try this. I was like, what, what is this? Okay. I go try it and you know, I'll do more on the modality specifically in another episode, but Basically, you just lie down and someone lightly touches 32 points on your head and it releases the electromagnetics um, behind thoughts, emotions, feelings of this lifetime and previous lifetimes. And all I know is that it just awoke something in me. I felt really present afterwards, like my senses were heightened and like I just had kind of shifted timeline, so to speak. And I didn't have this lingo at the time. I was just like, something shifted. Something's different here. What is this? And that basically just, it changed everything for me because it opened my mind, my being to something else being possible, to looking outside of myself, you know, in the sense of, mm, I'm going to reframe that. I'm going to take that back outside of myself, but outside of the programming that I had been under. So I started to look outside the box and that just (laughs) flew me into all these other trainings from the emotion code to EFT tapping to neuro-linguistic programming to hypnotherapy, then to back to access consciousness, you know, like all these modalities that really are, you know, kind of at the foundation of my work now. And I mean, ultimately what they had in common is they were based on energy. And, you know, I did struggle a bit because I'd been trained in all these evidence-based treatments and science and these types of things. And these other things didn't have the research behind them or they were considered pseudoscience or whatnot. And so I, I kind of had to wrangle with that, I could say. I just knew that it was creating so much change for me in my life that I didn't, I didn't care anymore. I was just like, you know what? This is something and I have to explore this and I don't want, you know, how my old training or programming has been to, to limit me. And I struggled for a while because, you know, I was still working at the VA and 
functioning under all these, you know, the, the traditional, like I said, evidence-based treatments, modalities, and feeling as though I didn't have complete autonomy to implement all these different tools I was learning, all these amazing processes, right? Because I still had to meet certain numbers and do therapy a certain way and et cetera. And so that was starting to, again, feel contracting. And I was just became so kind of frustrated with that because I was like, well, (laughs) I thought psychology was the thing. I thought I found it and I got this amazing job at the VA and now I was even working remotely. How does it get better than that? I was, you know, I thought I had it down, you know, I had my schedule really, um, compressed. So I only worked a couple days a week, still 40 hours, but I was like, why am I still unhappy here? And I was just getting that I was just no longer resonating or in alignment with where I was going as I was getting more clear, more conscious, more present about what I desired, then the things that were not congruent with that really became loud. And so I realized I'm like, okay, I need an outlet. I need an outlet for this because I'm not really sure I have these massive student loans. Also another huge story for another time. These massive student loans have the promise of being forgiven after 10 years at the VA. So there's no way I can leave before that. That Not a question there, just lots of conclusions. So I was like, okay, I, I gotta figure, I gotta do this. I'll just create a nice little outlet for myself and that'll get me through the next, you know, so many years. Now, gosh, when was it? 2018 that I started Craft Couch and I started on Instagram and, you know, just started playing around with talking more about these modalities and that there weren't a ton of therapists on social at that time. And especially not ones that were of the holistic mindset. I mean, they were very few and far between. And I was quite nervous to put myself out there. I mean, it's really been a journey of learning to be more authentic and just speak what I have to say. And that's why I was also really pulled to do a podcast because it, for whatever reason, feels like a safer place for me to kind of fully express myself rather than in a little soundbite on TikTok or, you know, on social that could be kind of totally misconstrued or whatnot. So I started then and I, I, posted maybe consistently for a while and then not. And, you know, it was like, okay, how, how do I make this a thing, you know, and, and just kind of seeking on engaging my audience. And I did that for, for a long time and, you know, started on TikTok in January, 2020 and really enjoyed doing the short form videos. And that did a thing. And that was all really exciting and, you know, saw some growth on the social media, which was amazing. And I was still just not happy, not happy with my day-to-day job and just all the limitations that came with working for somebody else. You know, I had to give 45 days notice to take a day off and had to see, you know, meet a certain um, efficiency number, so to speak, like seeing many, many clients or veterans one-to-one back to back to back to back. And it was just, it was very intense, heavy work, obviously seeing a lot of trauma and depression and a lot of folks really struggling And, you know, it was just, I was getting to a point where I was getting extremely burnt out. And so I had seen, you know, other folks like therapists turn to coaching and and be entrepreneurs. And I just had this dream of, wow, like 
what would it take to, to be that? What would it take to choose that? And for me, my story forever was, well, I have these huge, massive loans, so there's no way I can leave before, you know, that's done. There's no way. How, how am I going to pay that off? How am I going to do that on my own? And I just kept getting the ping as my soul was calling me saying, just leave, just leave. You're fine. You're leave. Just leave. <laughs> and I was like, um, hello, are you not looking at these numbers that I'm looking at? Like what, what? And I just got the sense that I would just really have to show up in a really big way and lean into edges of my comfort zone and put myself out there. It was either that or continue to contract and crumble under something that was not congruent for me. And so finally in January, 2021, yep, I made the leap and just told my audience like, Hey, I'm going to start seeing one-on-one folks like do you want, do you want to work together? And wow, after four years of nurturing an audience, then I had a flood of applications, which was so amazing. Like I had, you know, I'd even tried, uh, like I started making some courses a couple months before thinking I could just make courses and that would be enough to get me through, you know, the rest of my time at the VA. And it it just, A, it wasn't, you know, it financially didn't do a thing enough in the beginning for me to leave. And, um, it, it wasn't, it just wasn't enough. And I'm, I'm so grateful it wasn't because uh, perhaps I'd be still, still there. So I left and, and jumped and started seeing one-on-one clients. And, you know, it was just such a gift to see a, who like wanted to work with me, what types of clients were showing up. And it was just so exciting to work with people in a different capacity, to work for myself, to choose all these things that, you know, can really stop us, whether it be like, you know, asking for a certain rate and um, selling your services, right? And, and just showing up in that way. And although I had done therapy and groups and all that stuff for already a decade um, plus, it was still nerve wracking to, for whatever reason, like jump into that space on my own. You know, there's just so many different things that that come with that. Before, I was always just paid a salary. I didn't have to tell people what you know what my rate was and all these sorts of things. So it was a big learning curve. And now, being you know, right now it's uh, July 2022. So now, being a year and a half into it, I'm really getting that entrepreneurship is this really massive journey in healing and awareness. I mean, I thought I'd let go of some of my people pleasing tendencies and then showing up online showed me something different. So I was like, wow, okay, this is, this is something like going through it, just the, you know, emotional ups and downs. And if you're an entrepreneur, then you know, you know, it's, um, it reveals to you everything, everything you're being and, you know, ultimately your entire reality is just reflected back to you in your business. And so at this juncture, I've just spent a lot of time continuing to engage with other mentors and receive support along the way because I get the sense that like I wouldn't be here in this capacity so quickly had I not really had a lot of support along the way. I mean, I was had a coach, hired a coach before I left the VA, and then I pretty much had a coach uh, the entire time since I've been on my own. And I just... You know, if you don't 
have a coach right now or some sort of mentor and you're an entrepreneur, I would just highly consider you look at that and see who could support you in the process because what if you didn't have to do it alone? I mean, it's, it's, a, it's an intense journey. But again, something for another episode, really just kind of giving you the lay of the land of where I'm at. So now I've just, you know, I've pivoted a bunch of times from strictly speaking about mental health to now also, you know, working with entrepreneurs. I um, work with a lot of folks with chronic illness. Um, I used to work on a lot of mindset stuff with entrepreneurs. So it's this whole huge thing. I've pivoted a couple times to on social media, which is like also a weird thing to navigate. And so now I'm at this place where I'm just really desiring to listen to me and what I'm aware of and follow what I know. I've just spent, you know, this whole lifetime gathering so many degrees, certificates, all sorts of things to, you know, teach me, remind me of what I already know, right? It's like I've spent this whole life really seeking outside of myself for answers. And I get the sense that I could seek forever because ultimately the muscle I'm wanting to strengthen is the internal muscle, the internal knowing, the internal intuition. What am I aware of? Even if it's different from what somebody else is saying, you know, what is that? Because I'm really getting that we just require so many different frequencies at this time, people saying things that are outside the box. You know, our typical systems are crumbling, slow crumbles. It's a slow crumble. And I just get that the more people can offer their unique points of views, that it could just create something totally different and just we could have a completely different reality. Because I get the sense if we had healthy people, wealthy, healthy people in positions of leadership, that would change anything, everything. You know, right now we're just seeing a lot of trauma responses at many different levels. And when we have those types of people leading us, then that can be quite chaotic and continue a traumatic cycle. So will it happen in my lifetime? I don't really know. (laughs) I mean, I get the sense a lot is already happening and things are speeding up, but with where we're at now, um, we have the opportunity for a lot of change and, you know, that's not something I could have contributed, contributed to fully had I stayed at, stayed at the VA and stayed at my job. So, you know, it's something I also work with folks on is purpose and getting clear on what that is. And even if it's a thing, right, because ultimately it's something that's ever evolving and growing and changing for you and pivoting. And it's kind of just like, what do you want to choose? that's going to fill you up and light you up and get you excited. And if you want to call it purpose, cool. Or is it just living a really engaged life? What is that? You get to choose. And this is a lot of my work is teaching people to return back to their knowing what they are aware of and following that because ultimately that's what's going to create the greatest. Not trying to mimic what someone else has done. And believe me, I've done that a ton. I see someone do something and I recreate it. And I'm getting that I really just need to 
go inward and do it how it lights me up. That's why I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to talk about on this podcast. It could be all these different things. All I know is that if I narrow it down to this like one area of interest, I already contract. So really just looking at the freedom to show up in a way that's exciting for me because that's what's going to create more. When you are focused on what lights you up, what's expansive for you, that will create the greatest. So I can tell you that in this process, I will ask a lot of questions. I will return you back to what you're aware of, and I will share stories to elicit, describe kind of the concepts that I'm seeking to get across. Of course, with everything, please filter it through your own awareness, right? I'm mm, transmitting this information through the lens at which I've experienced the world which I understand the world. And so it's going to be from, you know, that particular point of view. And if there's anything that doesn't resonate or feel light for you, then that's not true for you, right? Anything that's heavy, ultimately, energetically is a lie. So what would it take for you to trust you? I'm so grateful you are joining me on this journey. I'm excited to jump into this new path and see where the show takes us. All right, I'll see you next time.